all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into another regular season edition here at the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You can follow me on Twitter, at Andrew Galata. And then also, you can follow the podcast on Twitter, at the Who Dat Dis. And this is going to be another losing recap episode here at the Who Dat Discussion, as the Saints lost to the Packers 37-30. And just, I mean, another just disappointing fashion. I think this game was even more frustrating than the game versus the Raiders. Because you could just pinpoint just really a few things here that the Saints really did very bad that lost them this game. It was a close game. I think we all knew it was going to be a close game. I said in the preview that it was going to be a close game. And I thought that the Saints would be able to win certain matchups to kind of put them on top. They didn't do that today and or yesterday, I really should say. And again, that's just something that's really disheartening here as the Saints fall to one and two here on the season. And they just they look off at all facets of the game. They look a little off. And I obviously I just want to get really right into this here, starting off with our notes, because look, I feel like the Saints offense, I don't think played bad in this one. I think you want to nitpick, you want to say that they played bad, that's fine. But in my opinion, I don't think that they played bad in this one. So that's just really my opinion. I mean, you guys can say Drew Brees was bad. Drew Brees didn't try to throw it deep. And that's definitely a valid concern. But that was not the reason they lost this game. Mostly because Alan Kamara looks like the best running back in the NFL right now. I mean, he looks amazing. It looks like that contract was well worth it as he was just amazing. And honestly, I feel like the Saints definitely will need more performances out of him like this, especially without Michael Thomas. But I'm going to really go into that a little later. Starting off, we're just going to go right into these kind of just overall notes, and then we'll really zero in on certain parts of this game. So really with these notes, obviously the Saints lost 37 to 30. We all know that as this was a very discouraging loss penalties was another big issue eight penalties for 83 yards and it was pass interference again it was offsides it was just like all these very very just undisciplined penalties and honestly I I wouldn't I wasn't expecting it from this defense coming into the season that they'd be this undisciplined this raw supposed to be a defense that was veteran like and just playing really good that was just not the case I mean when you look at team stats here the Saints did have more yards so they gained more yards They were able to run the ball well. They passed the ball pretty efficiently as well. And the Saints were able to do it in that respect. Time of possession, they lose, but only by about three minutes, which I think could have changed very quickly, just altering a few plays and big plays. But I feel like this time of possession issue, I feel like, again, it's just really a few plays, just a few plays that are just very raw from the Saints that you weren't expecting, like just bonehead mistakes, and the Saints were making them here in this game so hopefully that does not continue in the future because that's just very disheartening and this loss is just really a hit to the morale here because again you lose another game in prime time and it's just again very very tough first downs green bay had more first downs as well but only three more and again i feel like the saints defense couldn't get green bay off the field if it was third down if it was fourth down it was second down first down they just couldn't do it and obviously they were killed on that little play action bootleg for the second week in a row And that's something that I don't understand how your coaching doesn't fix that. And these veteran players, you know, I was talking about in the offseason how communication was going to be so key. And it looks like that communication's off for whatever reason. And I don't know if the Saints are doing things just just too 
complex, especially this earlier in the season with a shortened offseason. Like, I don't really know the exact issue, how to fix it, but it's just mistakes that you have to fix very quickly because they're bonehead. And, and, and that's just the way it is here for this defense. And again, I feel like they didn't play awful, but they were just like lacking that big play. They were lacking that impact sack. They were lacking like so many things. So it's like they were playing bend, don't break most of the game. And then at a certain point, when you can't get any big plays, you can't stop a bootleg, that you got beat on the deep pass as well. Again, it's going to come back to bite you, and they were able to score some touchdowns at the end for the Packers. So, again, that, that that was really the story of the defense in this one. Again, I feel like the offense played pretty good. Yes, it could have played better. Brees could have been a little better. But I think overall, you scored 30 points, and you really st- stood in this one. Now, I want to point out two plays that we're going to get to a little later. But, again... I feel like overall, the offense for like notes and, and that segment, I don't think that they played that bad in this one. So that was really the case there. This was the Saints' first loss on Sunday Night Football at home in the Drew Brees, Sean Payton era. Again, that's just tough. I mean, when you come in here and in this era, the Saints have been so good in primetime and they just put up really two clunkers in this one. I wouldn't say this game was a clunker. It was just a game that was just sloppy for the Saints. And you can't continue to be sloppy and then win games. It's just not going to happen. Now, here's the thing. The Saints now play at 1 o'clock next week, and hopefully, I think that has something to do with playing really three pressure-packed games right to start in a row here in a season where you didn't have that off-season, that full off-season, so maybe that has something to do with it, too. It's a culmination, I feel like, of a lot of things, but the Saints are 1-2 and two here, and that's something you just don't want to see early this season when the Saints, especially in the beginning of the season, had a pretty easy schedule because... If the Saints came out of here 2-1, and one, I'd be happy, or at least, you know, happier if the Saints were able to come out with one of these two losses here, but they weren't able to. And that's just a few plays here and there, and they couldn't do it. And that's the reason why they're 1-2, and two. and now they have a few easy games coming up. You're hoping they can win them, but again, this was just another loss that, like, it's just a hit to the morale. And they're doing the same things wrong over and over again, and at a certain point, you're either going to have to fix them, or you're not going to be a good team. So that's just really the case there. So moving over to our intriguing matchups slash storylines in this one here. And first one was Saints skill position players versus the Packers defense. And I thought the Saints skill position players did a pretty good job in this one. I think overall, Alvin Kamara was probably the best player on the field. So when you have someone that's the best player on the field, that dominant, he was amazing in this one. And Green Bay really didn't have an answer for Alvin Kamara until really late in the game when they just started doubling him basically from the line of scrimmage. And then the Saints, he couldn't really do anything after the catch because he always had two guys on him. And I feel like the Saints should have probably noticed that a little quicker and maybe they could have threw to other guys. But again, overall, I feel like you can't really nitpick that. I feel like overall, the Saints whole group didn't play bad in this one. You had Emmanuel Sanders, who really started to click with Breeze a little bit. Four catches, 56 yards and a touchdown. I thought that was good. Traquan Smith, four catches, 42 yards. So I thought that was pretty good. Jared Cook, watch out because he did get hurt. So definitely later in the week, we have to check that out. He had two catches, 21 yards. And then you had Adam Troutman with two catches, 17 yards. And then you had Taysom Hill with one catch for one yard. So I feel like overall, the Saints skill position group played pretty well. And then you had Latavius Murray, who I thought ran the ball well, especially late in that game. And I'm going to get into it when we talk about either the coaching or the skill position players, maybe in the group by group recap here. But I feel like especially later in that game, they kind of went away from Murray and again, it's another factor happened last week as well. It was like the Saints just panicked, and they shouldn't panic. Like, when you get down three points, you can't panic like, oh, my God, in, in the fourth quarter. Like, we have to pass the ball. You can still run it. And I feel like that was something that Sean Payton has now done multiple weeks. Again, that's something that has to be fixed. So that's really what it was for the skill position group. I thought they played really well in this one. 
So, again, it wasn't perfect, perfect, but I thought it was good. I, 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 that wasn't the problem. I feel like the offense in this game, I'm going to talk about two plays, but it's not about the skill position group, and it's not about um, Drew Brees and how he was giving the ball to them. So I feel like overall, they did good in that matchup. Then you go on the Breeze rogers storyline that we had coming into this game in our next intriguing matchup. And I thought both quarterbacks played really well in this one. You had Rodgers, he was 21 of 32, 283 yards, three touchdowns. He was throwing the ball deep really good. He was finding open receivers. He was killing the Saints on that bootleg play. Again, a lot of that has to do with the Saints' defense not playing well, but you got to give credit where credit's due to Rodgers, who did look really good in this one, manning the Packers to a 37-point game. I thought he played outstanding. And then Breeze, which is really I want to talk about this because people are still getting on Breeze for throwing the ball short and how he can't throw the ball deep. And that's a valid concern. I'm not saying that it like that's good, like that he's not throwing the ball deep. Obviously, we want to see him unleash it. And he was hesitating multiple times in this game, and he's got to somehow really get the ball downfield. And honestly, if I'm Sean Payton, I'm saying throw it. Just throw it. Don't pump fake it. If it's an interception, then fine. Like, I'd rather see the ball go downfield and see, like, one, two interceptions than, like, it's just in the next game. Overall, you don't want to see that. But just to get Brees comfortable with that throw, I don't know if it's because, like, he's not comfortable throwing to Emmanuel Sanders deep. I don't know if he's seeing something. Like, again, I don't know the issue, but this is the first time in Brees' career where he's pump faking on, like, design deep throws. And that's just the case there. And then just checking him down. And, again, that's a little kind of point of worry here for the Saints. But I think overall... What I talked about in the preview episode is we had to see him better in those completion percentage-wise in those short passes. Just 0 to 10 yards, he had to be better, and he was. He was very efficient in this one. He was 29 to 36, 288 yards, three touchdowns. I thought he played well. The Saints' game plan obviously was to deacon dunk, give the ball to Kamara in one-on-one, situ- one-on-one situations, excuse me, there, and kind of just isolate a few matchups that they really liked. And the Saints were able to do that, and you scored 30 points. And I think... The offense really had two bad moments, and now I'm just going to go out and say it. And both of them were in Drew Brees, so please, anyone that's this Drew Brees slander today, I don't think it's warranted, because I thought he played very well considering the game plan. I thought he did a very good job. He was able to get the Saints down the field, and he was efficient. He was able to get the ball in the Saints' playmakers, and that was really his job, and that's his job in this offense, and I thought he did a good job in that. The two bad moments of this game that lost the Saints the game on offense was the Taysom Hill fumble, and we all know this. And it was Sean Payton's play calling on that drive after the Taysom Hill fumble. Nothing to do with Drew Brees. So definitely don't want to hear that slander because why is Taysom Hill in that situation in the first place? Because the offense was getting in a rhythm. They scored four straight drives. They were playing really well. Brees was hitting the open receivers. It looked really good. And then all of a sudden, you bring Taysom Hill, not even to do a shot play. Because if you had a shot play drawn up in that situation, I'd be like, Okay, like that's at least like I would throw the deep ball with Taysom. Breeze obviously isn't throwing it, so let's throw it with Taysom. But no, it was just a read option, and Taysom was running the ball, and he fumbles it. I don't understand that, because just in those situations, I don't don't know why you don't leave Breeze on the field. And that's Sean Payton. That's Taysom Hill making the error. Nothing to do with Drew Breeze. So, again, that definitely has to be solved. But right now, I don't think that... Like, that's Breeze's problem. That's Sean Payton. That's coaching. And that has to be solved. And that's really needs to be solved. That's not Drew Breeze's fault. That's really it. And then that play call here in that next drive, just why aren't you running the ball a little bit? You have Kamara and Murray, who did amazing rushing the football in this one. The Saints only ran the ball 20 times. And they did it really nicely in the beginning of the game, the first half. And then in that third quarter, fourth quarter, they just went away from it. Why? 
I know later in that second half, Murray was getting stopped, but you have to keep kind of sticking with it. You're only down three points in that scenario. Have a nice long drive, at least tie the game up. Instead, you throw it three times, all not beyond the first down sticks here. It makes no sense. And that third down call, that third and five, they do a swing pass or a swing screen, whatever you want to call it to Kamara. That's just play. It, I, I know the Saints scored a touchdown on a play like that today with Kamara doing an amazing play. Like that was a Herculean effort, though. Excuse me there. So the Saints usually don't do good on those plays. And on a third and five, they were doing good on like little out routes where they were getting Emmanuel Sanders in space, Traquan Smith in space, obviously Alvin Kamara. So they probably should have tried something like that. And when the game is really in the balance in that situation, you throw a little swing pass to Kamara and you're not able to get the first down. Like those plays just to me make no sense. You have to, at least in that situation, you either push the ball down the field, you want to take a shot, fine. Or you run the football because you were doing it extremely well. Again, these are things that are just frustrating. And again, I'm not going to blame Breeze for Sean Payton's play calling, excuse me there, or I'm not going to blame Breeze for Taysom Hill fumbling a football. I'm just not going to do it. And the Saints were able, at least up until that point, the Saints were able to get down the field with ease almost. So again, right now, I feel like going into next week, the Saints have a lot of soul searching to do. Yes, does Breeze have a problem going deep downfield? Yes. But can the Saints win if he doesn't throw the ball deep downfield? Yeah, because they could have easily won this game against the Packers, a very good Packers team. The Saints could have won this game with Breeze basically deking and dunking. And that's the case here. So, again, that's what I have to say on Drew Breeze. Sorry, it's kind of a rant, but, again, I feel like that's really the case here with Breeze and Co. And then in our final intriguing matchup in this one, it was the Saints' defense versus the Packers' skill position players here on offense without Devontae Adams. And really, the Saints dropped the ball in this one. I mean, there's no other really word you can call it because, look, Lattimore going up against Lazard, for the most part, that was kind of that matchup. And Lazard went off against Lattimore. I mean, that's what you really have to say. Lattimore did not play a good game in this one. Alan Lazard, six catches, 146 yards, and a touchdown. I mean... These types of things, I feel like the secondary had an awful game, and you kind of have to really dig into them, because I feel like, especially without Marcus Davenport, we knew the Saints here, defensive line, wasn't going to be amazing, wasn't going to be able to get pressure, and they would have to lean on the secondary to make stops. And the secondary, these last two weeks, have not done that. And again, I thought this week would be an easier matchup for them, going up against, really, when you look at the receiving corps for the Packers without Devontae Adams, it's either undrafted talent or very, very young talent here. And they still got cooked. I mean, you have Alan Lazard. We just talked about his stat line. Then you have the Packers' number one tight end, Robert Tonyan. He went off here as well. Five catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, on those little kind of bootleg plays, you really got beat badly by these tight ends that are, I mean, almost either really old with Mercedes Lewis or nobodies. So like Robert Tonyan, Jay Sternberger had three catches, 36 yards as well. I mean, on those bootleg type plays, the Saints got beat time and time again. And these tight ends really stuck it to the Saints because you had the combination of Tony and Sternberger and Mercedes Lewis. They caught two touchdowns, they had nine catches, and they had over 100 yards. Now, how is that tight end corpse getting over 100 yards, nine catches, and two touchdowns is beyond me. So this Saints team has to do a lot better against tight ends. And then Lazard going off as well. It's just really very disheartening for the Saints defense and especially the secondary here because they were kind of built up to be 
you know, the best Saints secondary of the Drew Brees, Sean Payton era, and we just haven't seen it, really. And I'm going to give some props to Janoris Jenkins because he had a really good first half, up and down second half, especially with the penalties. But, again, I feel like he played pretty well in this one. But besides him, I mean, I feel like Marcus Williams, he, has, he didn't play bad. I mean, Malcolm Jenkins, I feel like, again, he had an up and down game. He had some really, really high highs and then some low lows. But I think overall he had a pretty good game in this one. I mean, Sean Payton said he had a great game. I don't know about that. But, again, I feel like he definitely was all right in this one. But between Lattimore and then between just this whole tight end coverage, whoever is guarding these tight ends, because I think it's a group effort. It's not just one guy. And the Saints are just getting beat time and time again. I think that that also goes back to coaching. Because Dennis Allen, after getting beat on the bootleg and against tight ends last week, got beat again on the same type of plays. So that's back to the coaching. And I feel like that's something that the Saints really have struggled with. It's coaching and it's players, your star players especially, not coming up. Lattimore not playing well. Cameron Jordan, who we'll talk about later, he did not play well in this one. I mean, Demario Davis did play pretty good. But again, when you have two out of your three stars basically non-existent, it's going to be very difficult to stop a very good offense and an all-time great quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. And that's really the case. I mean, yeah, the Saints did pretty good against the run in Aaron Jones. I mean, Jones had 69 yards and a touchdown, so nothing really big there. He had two catches, 17. So you were a- you were able to keep him, excuse me, under 100 yards all purpose. So that's really good there. I mean, 3.8 yards a carry overall for the Packers. So that wasn't really the issue. But even though you were stopping the run, the play action was just so successful. Now, why that is, I don't know. But again, against a really poor skill position group for the Packers, or at least not a good one, the Saints got exposed again. And that's something that, especially after week one, against one of the best skill position groups in the league, and they came through, and now these last two weeks, they just, look, they got dismantled, really. I mean, there's no other word you can use for it, getting dismantled. Again, I just don't understand where uh, the Saints 100% are at right now, because, again, those things are just, it's easy It's easy mis- mistakes to get better, but the Saints aren't getting better at them. So, again, that's really what it is there. So, before we get into our group-by-group recap, we are going to hear a quick word from our sponsors over at MyBookie. Winning season returns at MyBookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means insane props, epic bonuses, and the craziest cross-sport wagers. At MyBookie, winning season means watching live sports and betting live sports all season long. Rejoice! The NFL has returned. That means action-packed Sundays and huge cash prizes. Get in on the action. Use promo code OVERTIME and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, which is designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best this NFL season for your chance to win big. Use promo code OVERTIME and double your first deposit. And just one more thing, OVERTIME is going all in for our listeners. We are giving away $500 in cold hard cash to one lucky person who takes advantage of this offer. When you make your deposit, take a screen grab of your MyBookie account and email it to OVERTIME at AdvertiseCast.com. That's overtime at advertisecast.com. $500 in cold, hard cash given away at the end of September. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. Welcome back into the Hoodat discussion. And now we're going to get into our group-by-group recap of the Saints' loss to the Green Bay Packers here. 
And starting off with the quarterback, as we always do, Drew Brees. I'm going to give him an A- in this one. I thought he played pretty well. I mean, 29 of 36, 288 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, his average here in this one was 8, 8.0, so that's pretty good in my opinion. I mean, it was only 0.8 worse than Rodgers, who was 8.8. So everyone that wants to talk about Brees, obviously throwing the ball deep because he didn't really that much, but he was able to get the ball into the Saints playmakers, and they were able to make plays. So, again, if you're getting yards, maybe not through the air, but through big plays by your skill position players, to me, doesn't make a difference because you're still having those big plays. How you get them, I mean, that may change, but at the end of the day, if you're getting an over 50-yard touchdown because of an Alvin Kamara run, how is that different than a deep ball down the field? It's really not because you're getting the same results. So that's really the case there. So I thought Breeze overall played well. I mean, he got sacked twice, but really they weren't 100% his fault here. Passer rating was... 127.8, that's good, QBR 88.2, which isn't bad either, I mean, he was, I mean, better than Rodgers QBR-wise, better than him in passer rating-wise, threw five more yards of them, threw the exact same amount of touchdowns, again, I thought Brees played good in this one, now, why I didn't give him an A, or an A+, or whatever, is because he didn't pull the trigger downfield, and I feel like if he did that, and hit on a few deep balls, maybe that would have changed the outcome in this one, but I think overall, with this performance by Drew Brees, and the Saints are also playing good defense. And like even this game, the Saints didn't have to play this great defensive game. Like if they gave up 27 points or even 30 points, I feel like the Saints could have definitely won this game here. But again, when you play awful defense and not so good special teams, I don't think Breeze anymore can just elevate you. Or if he's going to, he's going to have to hit on those deep passes. That's really the case. And um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I think in this one, this was a top 10 performance, in my opinion, overall in the NFL here. I thought that, look, you want to go into that elite category, and that's when you hit those deep passes. But right now, I feel like that was a good performance by Drew Brees. You want an elite performance, that's when the deep ball's got to be hit. But he was able to drive them downfield. He was able to kind of move with methodical kind of sense here in this one. The Saints were able to get a rhythm, I felt. I thought the offense overall played pretty well. And the two really big negatives were not Drew Brees' fault. So I think overall he did play good in this one. Moving over to the skill position players, and I'm going to give them an A- as well. I mean, maybe even an A, because you have Alan Kamara, who was just outstanding in this one. He really is back in that full matrix mode, which is just great to see for the Saints. I mean, 139 yards receiving, 13 catches, two touchdowns there. He also had six carries for 58 yards, 9.7 yards a carry. I mean, Alan Kamara playing at this level is just a huge, huge, huge positive for the Saints, especially when you get Michael Thomas back, because if Michael Thomas is playing at that Offensive Player of the Year level and you have Alvin Kamara playing at that Offensive Player of the Year level, it really makes it for defenses just impossible to stop. Because also you have Emmanuel Sanders, which it looks like Breeze's chemistry with him is getting better. You have Traquan Smith, who looks better as well. Hopefully you have Jared Cook, and he's not out long-term here in this one. Even Adam Troutman had two catches. Because, like, with Thomas and Kamara, if they're both playing at their best, you either have to double one or the other. And I feel like what the Packers started to do late in this game in the fourth quarter, they started to bracket Alvin Kamara. So they just doubled him, basically. And every time that he would catch the ball, they would just swarm to him, and they would say, beat me another way on -on one-on-one coverage. So if you have Alvin uh, Alvin Kamara in that bracket, then you would have Michael Thomas one-on-one, and you'll take that matchup all day. And, again, unless you have someone that can blanket Michael Thomas, but then you have Emmanuel Sanders. Then you have Jared Cook. The Saints have the weapons here. Now, you're out with arguably your best one with Michael Thomas. So once he gets back and you can get a ton of one-on-one matchups here, or maybe you're doubling then Michael Thomas, but then you have one-on-one with Kamara. Again, it's like a pick and choose. And I feel like right now, 
the Saints don't have to just bomb the ball deep with Michael Thomas in this in this offense. And again, I think this offense will be just fine. And that's not my worry. So I think overall, the Saints offense will catch on. So especially with Michael Thomas, like arguably their best player on offense. So I think right now, this offense, the skill position group, they played very well in this one. They obviously weren't the reason the Saints team lost. And I think, look, when you put up 30 points on offense, you do expect to win. And that's really the case there. And the Saints were able to put up 30 points. So that's really the case there. Offensive line, I thought they played well in this one. I'm going to give them an A minus B plus here. They did give up two sacks, and it was probably on them, not really on Breeze as much, just pressure right up the middle. But overall, I thought they did really good in this game. I mean, you had Taron Armstead and Ryan Ramchek to me played an outstanding game in this one. They were able to open up holes rushing the ball, which I thought was very, very big. Cesar Ruiz, I think, played really good in this game coming in for Andrews Pete, who got hurt in a high ankle injury, which is obviously not a good sign. But especially with Ruiz playing at a high level, I think the Saints have the depth to overcome that injury, especially with Nick Easton. And obviously, you have Ruiz and McCoy, who's playing at a Pro Bowl level right now. Excuse me there. Again, I feel like this offensive line, they played good. They didn't play like amazing shutdown. But because they did give up two sacks and they were probably on them, but I think they played overall really good. They allowed the Saints to get the ball downfield methodically. They were able to open up holes on the run game. Overall, good job. I, I thought they did a good job in this one. And I think the offense as a whole, probably like an A-minus game for them. Like if you could put up 30 points in this league, you're probably going to win a lot. And, and a lot of people are going to nitpick because there were a few plays that the Saints definitely could have done better on offense. But overall, I think they played pretty well. So that's just my... Uh, take there. Moving over to the defense, and this is where, to me, it gets ugly, because when you go up 37 points, you don't expect to win a ton of games. I mean, starting off with the defensive line, I mean, I, I think this defensive line here was almost non-existent in this one, and again, that's why you're going to give them like a C minus D. I mean, they weren't, I mean, they, they did get one sack, but that was Demario Davis even, so it wasn't even the defensive line. No pressure. Cameron Jordan, I mean, he's supposed to be this defensive star player here, and he's just been non-existent. Now, obviously, he's getting a lot of double teams. And again, that's something that he's going to see, especially with Marcus Davenport out. With Marcus Davenport out, he's going to probably get double teamed most of the time, you're thinking. And again, that's something that is tough for him. But he's still got to be able to at least win and set up other guys. He's got to be at least a table setter. And he's not doing that. And there were a few plays where they had a tight end blocking him. Mercedes Lewis, who's an old dude too, like a veteran player, like in his late 30s, and he's blocking Cameron Jordan, you have big issues. And I think Cam needs to step up. And hopefully Marcus Davenport, even just in the game, helps. But the Saints got no pressure on Rodgers. And again, when you get no pressure on Aaron Rodgers, you're going to have issues. And that's because of the Saints' defensive line here. Again, stopping the run, I thought they did a good job. So I'm not going to give them a full F because I thought they stopped the run pretty well in this one. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but I, thought, I think it was good enough to win this game here. And again... You're asking a lot from your secondary when you get no pressure, especially on a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. So right now, that's got to improve, and I'm going to put that on Cameron Jordan because he's got to play better. He's the all-pro. He's the pro bowler, and I bet he would say the same thing. Like, again, if he has a big game, like I think that would help the whole defensive line. Obviously, having Marcus Davenport back would really help here. Troy Hendrickson's not playing bad, but right now he's playing like your best pass rusher, and that's not good. I mean, you saw all the slander on Twitter, so I'm not going to get into that, but again, that's really the case. And Carl Granderson really didn't do much of this game. And what I'm surprised at is he didn't give Bond a chance. Like, give Zach Bond a chance. I don't know. You know, he's probably extremely raw. I mean, he must be because he's even behind, like, Carl Granderson, who's raw in his own right. But why not give him a few snaps? I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? He just gets stopped, like Cameron Jordan or Trey Hendrickson? Like, 
again, I don't know why they wouldn't throw him in there, at least see what he's got, because right now he's rele- relegated to special teams, and again, I, I don't really, I don't understand that when your defensive line's just not playing good. And he, I mean, look, he had double-digit sacks last year at Wisconsin. Give him a try here. I mean, what's the worst thing that happened? He really he, he gets blocked up, and that's it? Well, at least you tried it. Again, I feel like that would have really helped this defensive line, or maybe would have helped the defensive line. I can't say it would have. But, uh, again, to me, that's the case. Defensive line, they didn't play well. They were non-existent in this one. And that's a real, it's a real, real problem going forward, especially if you have Marcus Davenport out again or something happens to him. Not good. I mean, David Onyemato is out as well, so that's going to hurt too. Again, just very, very tough there. I feel like with Onyemato, with Davenport, having both of those guys play, it would definitely help out a lot. But, again, th- th- this is just I mean, it's a tough loss. I mean, very, very tough loss for this defense, and I don't think they played well, well at all. So that's just really the case there. Linebackers, I thought Tomorrow Davis played well in this one. He had seven tackles. He had a sack, a tackle for loss, QB hit, obviously. I thought he played well, and that's just really... Uh, the case there, I thought he really um, was able to make some big plays. He was able to make stops in the wrong game. He was able to do enough here um, for the linebackers, really because the Saints only played two linebackers with Anzalone, who I don't think had a good game in this one. So I feel like Davis did. So, I mean, I feel like he was really the only defensive star to show up in this game. So to me, that's really the case there. I'm going to give them like a B. Again, linebackers for the Saints this year isn't going to be that big of an emphasis because they're playing a ton of nickel. I mean, they played, you know, quarters today in this game or yesterday in this game so that was really the case there and uh that's really it for the linebackers I mean I would like to see better play out of Alex Anzalone but the Saints have bigger issues right now than Anzalone playing a little bit I would say just like an average linebacker and you would like to see him play as an above average linebacker so that's really the case I think the Saints have bigger issues than that but that is really what it is from the linebackers and then moving over to the secondary they didn't play good in this one they played really bad I mean look I mean you want to talk about how bad the secondary played. I think they got beat just like last week again. So same grades there, C minus, whatever you want to call it. I mean, Lattimore did not play well in this one. I mean, I'm just going to put the blame where the blame should be on him because he was able to get beat by Al Lazard deep a few times. I feel like also earlier in the game, he didn't really play well tackling-wise too. He got pulled over once. So that's obviously an issue I mean, he had that huge tackle. He showed up on that fourth down. So that really X's out the early ch- tackling struggles for him. So that was obviously a huge tackle, and it really gave the Saints some momentum that they immediately squandered. But again, that's something that overall he did not play well. Janoris Jenkins had a great first half. I mean, <laughs> when I was watching the game, I was like, Janoris Jenkins looks like our number one right now. I mean, because that's how good he was playing. And then the second half, that kind of faded away. And it seems like late in games, like when the Saints really, like the, the defense just needs a stop. They attack Jenkins, and he gets a penalty. And, again, I don't think that, look, that's your biggest issues because he is your second corner. But, again, I think he played an up-and-down game. He played really good for about three and a half quarters, and then, like, the last half of the fourth quarter, he made some big mistakes. And, again, that was really the issue uh, for him last week as well. So that's really what it was there. Moving over to your safeties. I thought Chauncey Garner-Johnson played a good game. Excuse me there. I mean, he was doing a good job, I thought, and he was able to come up in here. He was able to play in the box safety, play back sometimes when he need be. He definitely took that next step, so that's really big there. I feel like Malcolm Jenkins, Sean Payton said he had a great game. Now, I don't know, just as this is from not watching the game film, I didn't 100% see that. I mean, I'm not going to lie here. He had a few big stops, and he's been good in the running game, which is great, but I feel like in the past game where we thought he'd really take that next step for the Saints defense, like he'd really help them communication-wise, and then also just overall talent-wise, he hasn't done that. 
And people were saying, why don't you put in Von Bell? Oh, why don't you re-sign Von Bell, excuse me, to obviously a smaller contract then try to upgrade with Jenkins because it's obviously not working here. And look, it's only been three games, so I think he's got a long way to go. And I thought he did play well in the running game. I thought he had a few nice plays in the passing game. But again, he had a few times where the Packers were targeting him and they got some completed passes. So again, I don't think he played great. I don't think he played awful. But So it was like an upgrade over last week, but not to that highest level that we saw him play at week one because I thought he played well week one. So that's really what it was there. Marcus Williams, I mean, again, he's not getting any interceptions, really no uh, pass defenses as well. I feel like right now you have Williams playing okay. He's not playing to his highest level. He's not playing to his you know worst. But again, I think he's right now a wash right now for the Saints. I mean, did he miss a tackle? I think he may have missed one tackle. But I think overall he played okay, not great. And that was really what it was. I mean, it's not like the Saints defense played 100% awful, but I feel like they played bend, don't break for like the first half. And like they played that into the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter just like kind of all came down here. And uh, that was really the case I felt for this defense. I feel like the first half, like it, w- it looked like that they had some momentum going at the end of the first half. And that just all went away. So that was really what it was there. And uh, PJ Williams got deep on a uh, beat, excuse me, on a deep pass. So that wasn't good. I feel like really an issue for the Saints secondary. They're trying to do a lot of complex things. And we thought we had the personnel to do that, but maybe it's too much, especially in this offseason where you obviously didn't get as much reps as you wanted to. Maybe scale it back a little bit. I think that was one thing here when the Saints went to Dennis Allen originally as their coordinator, like 2017, when they really started having success. They had they scaled, scaled it back a little bit, so it wasn't as kind of complex. And then you had some very talented players, and they were able to play in that non-complex system. Now, you don't have the best defense like that, but you also don't have huge lapses. And that was really how the Saints operated for 2017. 2018, then they like added a little more, and then it worked. And then they in 2019, they added a little more, and it worked. Maybe there is a breaking point for that here in 2020. Not 100% sure, but they are doing a lot of complex things. And right now... They're getting beat by it, you know, and maybe that's communication. Maybe that's just players overall, their talent. Maybe they just can't handle it right now with the short and off season. Not 100% sure there, but that's what, that's what really what I thought. And that goes back to coaching, I guess, too. Like, you got to be able to make those adjustments as a coach. And I feel like the Saints definitely did not do that there. And then finally, finally, excuse me, special teams coaching category here. Special teams did not play well, I felt. I mean, Will Lutz did well, but besides him, I feel like the Saints lost the field position battle because they really weren't able to punt the ball very well. They had some very short punts by Thomas Morstead, which is not good and uncharacteristic of him. I feel like Deontay Harris was put in check, really, for the most part. So that was really what it was there for the Saints. And again, that's not like, I mean, you're not going to win and lose a game off of special teams, but it didn't help them win. And that's really what it was here for the Saints. And um, the coaching, I don't think it was good in this one. I mean, it wasn't awful. I don't think it was as bad as the week one or week two here. But again, I feel like it still needs some work here, especially with the adjustments that weren't made. I feel like, and especially with Sean Payton, two two moments, you know, those two moments. I know we talked about them earlier, the Taysom Hill fumble, and then that three-play sequence here on that next drive after the Packers took the 30-27 to 27 lead, excuse me. And Sean Payton just, I, I, I don't know what happened. I mean, it was Sean Payton trying to get too cute, it looked like, and it happened so much now. I mean, I, I don't know if this is something that's just really becoming a trend or it's just kind of he's going to stop eventually. It's just going to be interesting because it's just, I mean, it's head-scratching, and that's really what it is because the Saints, especially on that Taysom Hill play, the Saints are really finding a rhythm with Drew Brees. You put in Taysom Hill, and then you fumble. Again, that's just really, really tough. And uh, the defense then holds for three points, which is great, and then you come back and go three and out on three straight pass, pass plays, excuse me, when you're running the ball really well. 
it just doesn't make much sense here, and that's on coaching. So that is really the case there. I mean, special teams, I'd give like a C, C minus, because you did have, I would give it a C, because Lutz put in a few field goals that were really good. So that was big. Coaching, I'd give it probably a C, C plus in this one. I feel like they definitely drew up some good concepts, but the players weren't playing well in those concepts. Sometimes I hit them, but sometimes no. And then I feel like the Saints, again, they just looked not ready to play this game, especially on defense. So I know I'm kind of going on on to the defense, but I think the offense didn't play bad in this one. When you score 30 points, you expect to win or kind of have your have the ball in your hands to win on the final drive. So Saints didn't have that. I'm going to put that on the defense because they just couldn't get off the field in this one. And then I feel like the offense, I think they did a pretty good job. I mean, they had some really nice drives. They had a big play from Alvin Kamara. I mean, overall, I mean, the fumble and then those three plays, which is huge. Like, that was the game at that point. And the offense, I mean, the team really needed the offense to step up and have, like, their signature moment that they've had over the last three years. But they just didn't. And I don't think it was because of Drew Brees. I think it was because of Taysom Hill fumble, which is partly on Sean Payton, too. And then Sean Payton play calling, which wasn't good. And, yeah, maybe I guess Brees could then kind of get out of those and audible. But, I mean with the respect and the trust that Breeze has with Peyton, probably not going to do that. So that's just really what it is there. And um, again, the Saints got to improve in those areas. Now, they are easy or fixable improvements. I don't want to say they're easy because, again, it's not just like you snap the fingers and they're fixed. But they're, it could happen. And I feel like the Saints will improve. They will get better. And I think they'll still be a playoff team in my mind. Maybe not 13 wins, but I think they could be 11-win 11, 11 team here, 12-win team. And I think they will hit their their role and their stride you're just hoping that what what is that going to be is that going to be just a playoff team is that going to be a wild card team is that going to be a division winner but nothing else is that going to be a super bowl team baby they're obviously not a super bowl team right now but it may turn into one it's very very early in the season excuse me they're still trying to find their identity and um i didn't expect this would happen for the saints but again it, it is and look it's only three games it's not that big of a deal but this thing's really got to start playing good and they got to start getting into their rhythm. And I think it starts next week against the Lions. It's a one o'clock game. It's a low profile game. Hopefully the Saints really uh, come ready to play. And that's all we got to expect. We'll be with you on the preview episode of the Lions game, probably around Thursday night. So definitely check out our episode when it comes out then. But that's all I have for you guys in this episode. So I just want to say thank you guys for listening. Run it back and who dat?